Hello there, it's Jamila Jamel. Take a deep breath. Let your breath out slowly to the count of six. One, two, three, four, five, six. Do you feel better? Well, on my podcast, I Weigh, this month we'll be exploring ways to tackle mental health and feel better with guests like Simon Sinek from The Optimism Company, therapist Vienna Farron, comedian Neil Brennan, and many more. Listen to I Weigh wherever you get your podcasts. Hi, friends. It's Sarah May. And I am recording a podcast today about self-work. So it's kind of, um, I guess, a start-to-finish description of the work of self-work. And it's to answer the question, what does it mean to do self-work and what is the work part? So if you're out there battling various stages of doing it or if you're aware you should do it and you're kind of freaked out because you don't want to even look at it because it sounds too overwhelming, then this is a podcast for you. So the first part is what is self-work? It's basically acknowledging something in yourself that needs to be addressed for the sake of growing. And that could be just growing in general or it could be growing out of something that's hurting you. So it's when you decide to change and you do that based on looking at your life honestly and you maybe realize you're just not very stoked to be where you are. So I think of it as kind of a moment of clarity or a moment of fed upness with conditions of yourself and maybe your inability to do anything about them or you've just been in kind of a broken record pattern um, and you want to break out of it and you realize you're not going to do it by staying the same. So you realize something has to change. Um, Or it could be just something that comes about when you realize you just wake up one day And you notice how much time has passed and you didn't realize how fast it was going. Um, And maybe you didn't realize you you were where you were and you didn't think you'd ever be there. So that can mean you've suffered a blow, a dramatic blow, or maybe you were in a place in your life where you're feeling stable and confident and you want more. So you're choosing to create personal growth. Um, But whatever it is, The most important part of self-work is that you have an awareness and an understanding of something you want to be, that you want for yourself in your life, and you have taken the matter into your hands because you have an awareness that this is in your control. Because that is the key, is you have the power to create the self you want to be in every shape and form. And that decision to act on the information is huge. So it's about taking steps in an educated direction toward doing the work. So if you're asking, what does the educated direction look like? For most people, it usually starts with a little bit of soul searching and a little bit of talking to friends, Googling. Maybe you hear a story about somebody else. You you compare paths. You have noticed a change in somebody else. You start to ask questions. Or maybe you uh, 
You are just looking up specific topics based on an inspiring person. They're all different general methods to beginning the process when it comes to personal growth, but what I believe should be your process is this. So this is a list. I'm going to post the blog version on Teaspoon, but if you have a pen, or you could just listen, but the first step in creating change in yourself is to take an honest inventory. Basically, to look at yourself and completely be unafraid about where you are. So if you haven't done this part of it yet, you might want to take a step back and really do this for real. Because it's a really important step to take. It's kind of doing this honest check-in with exactly where you are in your life and what's not right about it, what's not working for you, what needs to be changed, what's not healthy, maybe what you're avoiding, because that's the hardest part of the work. It's the biggest chunk of the work is just this step. It's having the bravery to really confront what needs to be done. And that can be like completely overwhelmingly, excruciatingly impossible. Because you mean you need to look yourself squarely in the eyes, examine where you are, and choose to confront what that means. And that can mean a lot of overwhelming, terrifying, just fears flowing through your brain. Because it's it's a lot of, sometimes it feels like it's going to be a lot of work and you don't know where to start. And so it just becomes something you can't even look at. It can be really scary. Because you think, well, what if the work means I have to do something I don't want to do? Or it's going to force me to deal with stuff that I don't like? And what if it means I have to pay for therapy? And yuck, I don't like that idea. And I don't want to go to that. And what if it means other people are going to find out? And I'll have to look lame. Or what if people like, I like find out and then they don't love me anymore or if I have to confront something really terrifying like what does that even mean that what will I have to do are people going to make me go to a hospital or so if you have something like let's say an addiction that can be really hard to confront because looking at the problem forces you to think about what needs to be done for example things like let's say an eating disorder that means you have to Look at the fact that you might die. That is like almost impossible. Just to, it's a really, really hard step. But that's, you have to do it. You have to look at what needs to happen in order to start this process. So if you haven't done this part yet, don't worry. Just don't think about it all at once. It's not going to be like what you think it's like. It's not going to be anything like that. Here's what I have to tell you. The theories and the fears you have in your mind right now are not real. The future you will experience will feel nothing like this panicky overwhelmedness because you can't, this process is not going to happen all at once. There's no set path, but it will be something you are comfortable with and you will do it exactly the way you need to. So don't worry about all of the everything's going to change terrifyingness of not knowing. It's not nothing will be completely out of your control. You just have to take one step at a time in a way that you are comfortable with, which is going to start now. And if you've already done this honest inventory, congratulations, because that is the hardest part of this. It's like, honestly, 99% of the work.
Well, not 99%, but it's a huge, huge piece of it. Because a lot of people can't even do that. It's just too threatening to them to imagine looking at the truth. And that's how things like denial start. But the truth is, denial is just a really crappy band-aid over a festering wound. And you should not aspire to have it. It is not a worthy path to not deal with stuff because you're choosing basically to die and to not live happily by not choosing to get through the stuff that needs to be dealt with. Because the truth is you can have and be anything you want. Absolutely 100%. All it takes is the decision to move forward on this road and pursue your dream for yourself, your goals as your best self. Or even if that self is just, I just want to be healthy. Or I just want to be stable. I just want to be okay. I just want to feel good about myself. Like Those are very amazing, perfectly wonderful goals to have. And once you decide to have them as goals and say to yourself, I want this for myself, it's as good as yours because it will be yours. It's just a matter of going through the motions like anything else. Just like if you were to get a giant Ikea piece of furniture and have all those little pieces all over the ground, you're just going to go through the motions step by step, putting one part together, then the next part. So it's just right now, all you're going to do is start with the first step you need to take. And we are going to start now together. So don't be afraid. Whatever it is, there's someone, there are many people just like you. They have the problems you have. They've suffered in the same ways as you. They're thinking the exact same thoughts you are thinking right now. Maybe they, but you're different. Your problems are worse and you're probably broken. Yours is way more severe. That's what everyone thinks. You are like everybody. So I'm going to use some just examples for the sake of going through this process with you, but I'm not trying to make this specific to any one type of person. So if it comes to something like, addiction or eating disorders or low self-esteem or cutting often we are afraid to lose the problem or let go of a problem and that's sometimes because it's something we have grown really comfortable with and attached to and we can't imagine not being that way and so sometimes it's like just an old habit but you can't see it as that when you're in it it just seems like this really overwhelmingly stigmatized thing that you don't want to think about because people look down on it and therefore you're unable to get the appropriate support for it so right now I want you to just be aware that there is completely a practical set of tools for you in your particular issue and hope for you no matter who you are. So back to the process. This is if you feel comfortable doing this process on your own. If this sounds like it's going to be kind of emotionally triggering or overwhelming, don't do it. I think a lot of the stuff is better done with therapists, but hear me out. See if it feels like something you might be able to do. And if it starts bringing up like overwhelming, terrible memories that are like traumatic, just stop and put it away. But, uh, all right, here's the process. Grab your journal. It's the journal again. You're basically going to, this is the process for people that have not confronted honestly where they are and what needs to be kind of dealt with in their, in their person. 
you're just going to begin by rewriting your life story or your lifeline, I guess, like any kind of milestones that have occurred and any relevant defining moments or relationships that you feel affected you. So if it's like just really pivotal moments that affected the way you viewed the world or really hurt you or really changed your life and the way you lived your life. Um, And then if it's something you did, then I would describe any motivations you had. So if you had any powerful relationships, any big uh, overwhelming experiences. So if it's overwhelming, don't do it alone. See a professional. Um, Because it can be re-traumatizing if you relive stuff like this without somebody to do this with. So I know often you have, when you have like a really upsetting experience, a lot of us have the habit of wanting to like run into that pain because we think it'll make it either more honored or it'll get it out, like it'll purge it somehow, or it will make us more comfortable with it. But that's definitely not what that does in certain times. So be very careful how you go about this process. And if it gets too intense, like if you're just bawling your eyes out, like the gut crying, like... (laughs) That sounds like a cartoon character. But you know what I mean, that deep belly gut crying. Put it away for another time. Maybe do it in little sections. So once you complete this timeline, I just want you to go back and highlight any moments that really changed, that your life changed for the worse or that something in you started. And um, I guess like kind of circle the timeline, like the general vicinity of time. And it... It doesn't have to be super intricate. It could just be anything that are like really basic factors that created, you think could have contributed to your current condition of self. Um, So things that set up a dynamic or a habit and anything that you feel is negatively affecting you now. So for example, let's say you are a girl with an eating disorder and you're afraid that um, now... You're maybe you're afraid you're going to die from it or you feel unlovable. You don't have a boyfriend. You want one, but you can't imagine ever finding love because everything feels so hopeless and you're isolated from your family, but your family doesn't know and no one knows and you feel like no one can help you. Your timeline might include things like you went to a new school and you felt isolated or you had a first boyfriend that cheated on you or all the way back to your parents got divorced because of cheating. It, don't force it, but if there are anything that feels like it could be connected, just highlight those things. Um, anything that's potentially set up a belief system that exists in you now. Because regardless of how your life happened and has been, it's about to change. And that's going to change along with your mind. And I know what you probably think is like, no, that's, that's not for me though. Everybody else maybe, but not for me. That's what everybody thinks. Um, because you are, you don't even have to believe me now. It's, it's not even relevant because you are eventually going to be proven to that this past is not your future. You will see it, you will witness it and it will come. You'll only probably believe it when you actually watch it happening around you and you realize that the past is not who you are. And you realize that life can be full of joy and consistent good things and no more bad things and scary things and You can trust people and you can find like relationships like nobody else in your life. And you can let go of all of the problems that 
you think are never going to go away and you think you can't defeat. And one day, look back, you won't even remember this time. You'll just see that for yourself if you don't want to believe me now. I don't blame you if you're suffering. You might feel like, I'm hopeless. I'm not trying to mock you, sorry. Which brings me to stage two. What do you want for yourself in your life? So this is the step you go to in your journal. After you look at your problems, honestly, and you, this, you do your inventory of your whole life and the things you've experienced and how they've created this condition that maybe is not making you so happy. So now you get to decide what it is you really want for yourself more than anything in the world. What gifts would you give this person to have in this lifetime? What do you deserve? Like, what did you not get in this whole life experience? Like, what did everybody else get that you didn't get? Just in your heart of hearts, think, I, I more than anything, all I want for myself is blank. Yes, this stuff happened, and you get to give yourself those gifts. For real. That's what this work is for. And isn't that amazingly worth it? So if you're, this is another example, if you're suffering from an affliction to do with mental health or physical health, top of that list should be health and life. Um, other stuff might include something super simple like I just want relief or I just want stability, which in my opinion is synonymous with bliss. So more power to you if that's what you want. Um, and if I was going to use the example person I listed before, your goals would be uh, get healthy, love myself, and build trust or understand the effects of my past so that I can create a good and loving relationship for myself moving forward. Um, and whatever your goals, you get to be completely just go for it, whatever it is. It's, it can be anything. You can go for like the happiest, most wonderful, epic life in the world. Make it colorful and describe it in detail. Like if you want to write a list that's like 50 things long, go for it. The only caveat is they must be for you holistically and in support of self-love. So they can't be for someone else at the cost of you. For example, you can't write something like, I want to be skinny so hot guys will like me. That's just coming from another blinded place of pain inside of you that can't, you cannot see your pain honestly. So you didn't get the honest inventory part. Um, but if you can't see yourself, don't worry yet. I mean, it's, it's not like you have to get this all now. The path of self-work will lead you to figuring it out anyway. So don't worry. Um, and then after you've got your statements of what you want for yourself, Stage three of this process is the choosing of your path to get there. And that requires just homework. So this is going to be the, this statement, your goals, your list or whatever. Those are, you keep your eyes and your heart locked on those because that's what your work is going to lead you to. Um, but you've got to begin the search for the appropriate health help. And depending on the severity of your issues, you might need a specialist, you might need a help group, you might need a therapist. Um, and if that idea just scares the shit out of you, just start with something that appeals to you. And don't, don't get freaked out and run the other way. That's fine. I mean, I feel like that's a pretty average response is like, no, I'm not going to therapy. No, I don't need that. Like, I don't want to go there. Um, just start with some modern and very focused 
reading on the topics that would inform this issue in particular. So choose a voice of a person, an author, whoever it is, that is palatable and not depressing. Like this should be something that feels like it's sort of aligned with who you are. Otherwise, you're just going to feel alienated and alone. And it might take some time, but don't get discouraged. There are people out there that think like you and sort of talk like you. It just takes doing a couple downloads of ebook previews or whatever. Like keep looking for your right voice. And that is going to be your starting point. You're just going to get a couple, you're going to get some footing just in starting to read about this topic. You're going to start to piece together some of what you don't know. And that's just, you're going to start to build some momentum on your path. And the more you read, the more you educate yourself, the more you understand kind of the world around this thing, the more you're going to, you're just going to be walking on the path already. And it's really going to inform itself. So you're going to start to see related books you're going to start to see related topics that you want to google you're going to start to find like the types of help sources i guess that appeal to you and you're just going to keep ingesting it as much as possible you're going to i suggest fill every single part of yourself with some sort of helpful tool because stage four of this process of self-work is the long part, which is, I shouldn't say that. It's not that long. It's actually, in the scheme of your life, pretty damn short. I would say under a year. Um, under a year for the hard part. But anyway, it's building the new muscle. And that is just, I think, the real work of self-work, which is just repetition. It's like working out. You're going through the motions. You're literally selecting via your homework section, your path and the habits that you are going to enact that will create this new self in your behavior. And so a lot of that is just once you have the habits, you're going to repeat them daily and you're going to do it like your life depends on it. And sometimes those habits are going to be not quite right for you and you might let go of one and pick up a new one, but you're going to have to do it so consistently and it will be a minimum of one month for you to actually feel the effects of this habit because otherwise it's going to be just the old you looking at the new habit and feeling like it's not going to work and it's separate from you. So this is a, a marathon of sorts. You've literally got to just keep doing it, keep reading it, keep trying applying all the tools, keep focusing on the positive, keep going to the reading the books, keep going to the help groups, keep listening to the podcasts over and over and over again. Keep doing the meditation. Keep going on, you know, spiritual hikes, whatever it is you have chosen to use as a part of your path. Because all of the habits you are building need to become part of you. They need to merge with your person. And that takes reinforcement through constant focus. And the focus is going to be on all of the influences or the tools or the strengths that you want to inherit as a part of yourself of your new self and as they kind of glue into you you can you'll start to use them you won't even notice it but you'll you'll take one on and it'll become a part of you and you'll keep using it and you'll keep aggressively building on this self a lot of these things are just really very simple but you know they're not like you have to you don't have to go through like crazy elaborate things it's just things like 
being very selective with the content you ingest, like listening to this podcast. You're going to listen to things like this. You're going to take them in. And you're going to look at supportive things all the time. You're going to make inspiring people your friends and via content you ingest and via like the people you choose to hang around. You're going to be very deliberate and specific and you're going to be repetitive with this process. If you're wondering, well, how long does that part take? At the beginning, it kind of needs to be all in and aggressive. And I would say for at least three months, that needs to be completely like you need to dive in and go for it and not look back, not stop. Um, and then I would say three to six months, it's kind of more of like an evolving or fine tuning of what's working, what you need more of. You'll start to see which things you're like that work better for you and that like some are just impractical. Um, and then that part of the process is still about being consistent, keeping a routine that is reinforcing all of these positive new traits that you want for yourself. And that could be just still education, constant education, constant focusing, constant untraining of the negative habits like obsessive thinking or worry or uh, dwelling or all that type of stuff. And I will say that this part of the process, unless you've gone through the honest inventory part of it, if there, if you go through the honest inventory and you find in your education stage that there are some major issues that need to be addressed and kind of understood and you didn't want to do the therapy and you just read the books instead, I really, really want to stress that like you might not be able to advance to this stage that we're talking about now of the self-work if you don't address all the issues. Because like if you're just like, all right, I figured it out. I'm done. I don't have to be, I don't even have to look at that abuse in my history. No, that's not how it works. There's a whole mess of pain and pure emotion that needs to get gutted. And if you don't want to go to therapy, you got to go to a help group because depending on uh, how serious the issue is, you don't want to try and build yourself on top of that. That's just like a giant gaping hole in the foundation of your person. Just get it done. I didn't plan on going on this segue, but if you are trying to avoid going to therapy, just try it. I mean, it takes a couple tries. Go to one or actually, no, I would say go to a minimum of six therapists before you pick one, because there are a lot of, said it before, a lot of bad plumbers out there, a lot of really, really, really bad therapists out there. You've also got to find somebody that just gets you. I think it needs to be somebody that like understands where you're coming from, all that stuff. Do it do it it's so worthwhile like don't build the foundation wrong you're gonna get stuck in your self-work if you don't just untangle all of the misperceptions you have from your childhood okay i'll stop so let's say you did all that and now you're just working on maybe you're doing it simultaneously you can totally do it simultaneously i think a lot of self-work has to be kind of done all at once so if you're working on your issues you're going through a lot of old stuff And now you're also building new habits that you're trying to reinforce in yourself. This part of the process, you will go through a whole lot of ups and downs and weird twists and turns. You might go through a high and see like a lot of change in yourself or have like a complete giant light bulb go off and feel wonderful and you want to share it with the world because you're like, oh my God, self-work is amazing. And then you might also hit weird stages of just stuckness. 
where you're like, why am I not changing? Why am I not, why is it the same now? And that's when you kind of get focused on, you're fighting the old habits and then you get even more focused on the fact that you're fighting them and then you can't figure out how to help yourself because you got so distracted by trying to untrain this bad habit and that's kind of how this topic came about from my SoundCloud friend with a name beginning with W and he asked a very beautiful question which was what is the work in self-work and so the work is mostly in the first stage which is choosing to look at your issues in the first place and know and decide to walk this path that's the hard part the rest of it the work is really in the keeping up of the commitment to yourself like literally on a daily basis it's committing to going through the motions and maintaining the practice because you know it's that important to your mental and soul health so oddly when you are struggling the most with not getting the results you want, you get basically you're in a trap. So when you are frustrated or you're worried or you're anxious and you get stuck in those thought circles that it's not working and that you're different and I'm never going to be better and blah, 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 that's a trap. That thought process is a distraction that you fell for. And that's just an old obsessive thought habit and it needs to be let go of. I know that sounds weird, but in the face of the most frustrating, powerful worry, anxiety habits, you have to step back and like disengage. You have to remember to just be okay and let go. You don't have to worry about stuff so much. You can be happy right now. You can just exist right now. You are okay exactly where you are. And you're not going to be stuck here anymore. You're not going to, you are not stuck here now. You just have to remember that your job is to disengage, step back, and quiet your mind. Don't let the stupid thought habits steal your focus and make you so hyped up and make it so serious and such a big deal. It's manufacturing itself into an issue in your mind. And you always have the option and your goal is to let go of this. You just, just have to let go, let it float on by, and just remember to be. Just step back and be as you are. And I know those thoughts that demand you feel really worried and frustrated and like the dark clouds are rolling in, they can be very convincing, but they are all very trivial and they're all optional. They're all pretty silly, actually, because they're so, they come, they show up and they're so scary and they like demand you get so caught up in them, but they're not real. They're all fake and they are, they're just bad habits. They're like blips. And you just have to step back from engaging. You just have to step back. It's like a, I don't know, a giant alien force of like hair tangles that are scribbling around and trying to get you caught in them. And you just have to, in order to disengage, you just have to step back and watch. Step back from the analysis. Let them be. Let them exist. Stop trying to control them. Don't try and analyze them. Just trust that this process you are doing will work, and it takes time. And once you see the effects and you are able to really activate the relief you need when you need it, you will have that knowledge and that awareness forevermore. 
So those thoughts will never be able to convince you so well again. And if you haven't gotten to this place yet in your own self-work where you are able to really calm your mind, I would suggest aggressively taking on a meditation habit or something like yoga because that is the key to relief in these moments is shutting off your brain because that's what that's their solution. Stop trying to control them and remember, oh yeah, oh, I can undo this actually. I can just let these float by and I can step back a bit and then go through my practices and make myself feel soothed and balanced. And I suggest if you want to strengthen your muscle of soothing and balancing yourself, um, try doing practices. If it's not meditation, if it's not yoga, breathing exercises done while exercise, you have to, whatever it is, you have to deliberately get your brain to follow your orders and quiet. Um, so no music. It should be something you're listening to your breathing. Your goal is to empty your mind completely. Um, and I can do that now very quickly. I know in the beginning it was really difficult. It would be like yell. you're almost like breathing so loud. It's like your thoughts are like yelling over them like a fan is on and you're watching a television. Like, you can still hear me. Just trust that eventually it starts working. You got to do it and stay committed to it. And keep trying it until you get the hang of it. And eventually, you're like, the body is an amazing thing. Your or soul, whatever you want to call it. But, like, you will recover and your, your I don't know, canals of chemicals will correct so much more quickly than you think. And then you start to build momentum. And that's the best part about self-work is you grow as you go through it and it gets easier and easier and like literally it's like you start running and run, you start walking, then you start to jog, then you start to run and then you start running like an Olympic athlete and then you start to fly and that's exactly how it feels. So remember with your thoughts, thoughts are not you, they're just part of your natural body functioning. It's like your blood and your heart pumping. You get to choose the thoughts that you want to validate and listen to. And you can separate for the ones you don't want to. And you can just let them float on by. They don't dictate your life to you. Which brings me to, after this long marathon of the highs and the lows and the maintenance, the final stage of the self-work, which is a version of euphoria. Because you won't be looking back for a long time. You'll just keep running in the same direction with all of your heart. You'll be doing the work and doing the work and doing more of the work and wanting the work to work so badly. And then one day you'll get like a giant gift on your lap that you had no idea was even possible. Something that never existed in the life you formerly had. Like, for example, if you have been working on yourself so hard and then you had all these issues and... You just wanted to feel like a good person. You never thought you were a good person. One of those gifts might be you win a humanitarian award or somebody writes you a speech that says, like, you changed my life and you inspire me. Like, it won't, it will come in a form that hits you so hard and you'll be like, wait, what? No, not wait, me? And you'll look around suddenly and see just how far you have flown. And you'll see, like, for the first time, wow, I really am this person now. And those gifts will hit you in waves again and again, and they'll keep coming. They'll be piling up all over you. Like, you'll be so overcome with gratitude 
that you will weep. And you will weep often. And the best part is, once you get through the thick of it, the self-work you wanted to do, you're now living in a whole new level. You're living in, like, the bonus level in the sky. Like, it's totally different. Everything is possible. And everything is, more importantly, just way better. I mean, you all these doors open. You're like, whoa, now that I'm confident and I like my body... I can, I can, I enjoy shopping. Like, that's a little trivial thing, but there are other things like that. Like, now that I don't have issues with insecurity, like, I have all these amazing new friends, and, like, I feel close to my family again, and I feel confident in dating, and there are all these other, like, echoes, and you have no idea they exist now. But once you get there, you'll just be like, I can't believe that this bonus level existed this whole time like I would have done this years ago if I even thought this was a possibility the other part is you'll realize just how far ahead of others you are because of what you had to address and really run into you had to face the fire and you have no idea how just amazing and strong that is you are amazing and strong for having done so you've already finished the hard part so for now, you have the keys in your hand. You just have to keep walking this path. And it'll go faster and faster than you could have ever imagined. Because when you grow yourself, you just you learn how to grow. You get good at growth and you get used to it. And so little things enable you to grow in new directions. And it just, the future change will come more easily. It'll all be a blur in your memory one day. This will be the smallest part of your life, but it will be absolutely 1000% worth it. So much so that you will want to tell everyone about it and you'll want to tell them exactly how to get there just like you did. Like for example, with the podcast. So I hope you believe me and I hope you liked this. And if you did, I would love it if you would share it. And if you're wondering why I haven't posted more often this week, maybe you didn't notice at all, but it's because my day job gets in the way. And right now I do these in my off hours at night in a closet. <laughs> and I really am uh, wanting to make this into something that could be my job. So as a part of that process, I would love to involve you because I respect your opinions. And if you have a moment... I would love if you could take a survey. I'm going to create a little survey um, so I could just better figure out how to make this a full-time commitment um, that I can do even better. And my dream is to make, like, content basically 24-7 that you can use for every different shape and form of any need ever. So uh, without going too much into detail, um, I have... A survey on my site, Teaspoon of Happy. So if you have time and you want to support my venture, I would love that. And I'm also now a creator featured on Patreon.com, which is a way to sponsor me doing this show with a, a monthly donation. So you can head to Teaspoon and click Sponsor Me, which would be awesome. It would make me very stoked. And um, thank you for those who have already done that because you are fucking amazing. Sorry for my F-bomb, but I love very much. Thank you, Margaret. Thank you, Emma. And thank you, everybody, for listening. And if you have any requests, by all means, please write to me. I absolutely love 
love, love, love your letters. And uh, I send you all my love and vibes and positivity. And don't forget to smile. Seeking the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the roaring 20s. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device or play on PC through Facebook games.